0: If Italy is the boot, well, of course, Sicily is the football. The island of Sicily is layered with a history and a style that makes it one of the liveliest and tastiest corners of Italy. Our Italian guides, one from Rome and one from Naples, join us in the studio right now to tell us why Sicily is one of their favorite parts of Italy to explore and to recommend a touring itinerary to help you capture the essence of what the island of organized chaos is all about. Susanna Perrochini and Alfredo Vitali join us, and thank you both very much for being
1: here. You're very welcome.
0: Thank you, thank you. Alfredo, give us the big picture. What is unique about Sicily compared to the, the rest of Italy that you and Susanna live in?
2: Well, the uniqueness of the island is for sure the uh, different layers of uh, different cultures that have been there and have been meeting on that place, which is relatively not so big, but it's amazing the quantity of different uh, civilization that have been there trying to conquer that nobody really managed to do it so to the end. And uh, this makes such a beautiful layers of cultures that live together and come up to life every day, just walking so around. It mixes together, doesn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah.
0: A lot of people like to say it's like a lasagna or a layer cake. Now, Susanna, when we think of uh, Sicily, just very quickly go through the civilizations that have left their imprint on Sicily.
1: Well, let's say that uh, apart from the uh, the local people, mm-hmm. that they were there, so the the island was divided into three different, the Sicans, the Sicilians and the Alimians, then we started to have a mix, a melting pot, a so real who mel- came
0: in? Because there's many invaders. Well, yeah, Phoenicians.
1: We had the Greeks, the, the Romans, the ancient Romans. Then we had the uh, the Muslim domination that lasted more or less three centuries. On top of that, the Normans, the Spanish uh, later on. Then we have to consider that Sicily was also very important when it came to the unification of Italy. So I'm jumping into the but
0: You see Sicily in the middle of the Mediterranean there. It's kind of logical. It would be many civilizations coming uh, in like the tide.
1: Yes, exactly. Because being in the middle of the Mediterranean was really the... Place where people would gather, and it was had uh, a revenue that was uh, even much more than England on his own uh, during the, the so good days. So it was days. a
0: very uh, important place from a trade point of view. Absolutely, and Alfredo, even in ancient times, I, I understand some of the most important cities in the ancient world were
2: in Sicily. Yeah, absolutely. It's special, for example, for the Phoenician. Uh, civilization because the Phoenicians got there on the western part of the island, close to Trapani on the island of Mozia. And Mozia is one of the few places where Phoenician remains are still visible because so you know who the, the Phoenicians? We hear that word a lot. But, well, they, uh, they came from northern Africa, northern African coast. It uh, used to be there. Carthage was the uh, uh, original uh, city on the is coast. Is this Carthage? Carthage, yes. yes. So the Carthaginians came they over. Came over and they that colonized the little, the little island in front of uh, of Trapani called Mozzi and then from there the Because the, uh, that's the Western only part. Carthaginian site I've ever seen in Europe, I believe. Well, I because that's actually one that is that's remained because the Romans attacked the northern part and. They, they till the point that Carthaginians had to be destroyed. Now, both of you look at Sicily from Naples
0: and from Rome. What do you think of the the island today? The people, the temperament, the cuisine, what does it look like from Naples uh, and from Rome, Susanna?
1: Well, you know, to me, Sicily is so different from Rome, even though Rome is some, some sort of invisible borderline between the north and the south, because from Rome going... All the way down, everything intensifies. The chaos, the disorganization, I have the, the, to say. The chaos. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so anyway. Well, this is
0: funny because Italians often say the word chaos like cows. Yes. So I always <laughs> think C O W S. So yeah. the, the cows intensify. And that's why we yeah, got it, the wonderful mozzarella. <laughs> uh,
1: exactly. So for me, uh, Sicily is intensified. Uh, emotions. Uh, there are certain things that you can only see in Sicily. And you know, now it comes to my mind uh, that among the many uh, mosaics, Roman mosaics that I've seen in my life, the best so far have been the ones uh, in Piazza Armerina. Because they this, have this is a,
0: a Casale? What is that?
1: Villa del Casale.
0: It's the Roman mosaics in the middle of Sicily. It's an exactly. incredible thing. Yeah.
1: It is incredible, especially for the colors, the preservation. So what I'm trying to say that Sicily has the power to attract people, because of the diversity, because of the history, of course. But the history is the base that created uh, also the incredible cuisine. So we are what we eat. And Sicilians, actually, they have the best of the best because they have the best of different worlds. So they have uh, Arabic influences. They have uh, the best pastries, uh, I have to say, in Italy. So I don't want to go deeper into food because probably you have other questions. But to me, Sicily is the quintessential, is the very best and the very worst at the same time can be.
0: Okay, so, Alfredo, let's talk about that. From your perspective, uh, Napoli... Naples. Yeah. For to me, my, Naples is pretty cows. I mean chaos. Is. <laughs> but uh, you look further south and it makes <laughs> it Naples look kind of stable. Well,
2: it is de- definitely chaotic, my city. But in a way, I really feel very close to uh, Palermo, for example. And you have to consider that Palermo and Napoli, they've been together in one of the biggest kingdoms that were in uh, Italy before unification. Was that uh, the, the kingdom, kingdom of the two Sicilies? Was and to this day, you have a good boat connection from we Naples to, to Palermo. We do have a boat connection that, uh, that goes every night, and it's really nice for I've people. I need think to that a wonderful way to It get is. Down it the is very, way. very nice. So we are close in many ways, but also I have to say that Sicily is even more has even more layers than Napoli has. I mean, I come from a city that has a lot of layers. I mean, Napoli was founded by oh, the yeah. Greeks and then the Romans and then we had all the, the medieval time and so on. But in Sicily, you can find also the Phoenician influence we don't have, for example, and you find also, as we said. Other parts of the Arabic influence never arrived really in Napoli, for example. What about the organized crime and the corruption that
0: is a stereotype of Sicily? Is that yesterday or is it still, um, does it deserve
2: that reputation
0: of corruption?
2: I will say that uh, there is for sure still a big influence on the island. What is different now is that that people have actually reconned this problem and they try to fight it in everyday life and they uh, also try to get out of this, you know, parallel system to the state. And in What is this, this parallel system? Are we talking organized like, crime? Organized crime, yeah. yeah. What
0: we so before there, there was two, two governments, are, really. Yeah, there was a uh, government you pay taxes yeah. to and there's the government that takes, uh, you know, security money from you and so on. Yeah. Yeah, in exchange of protection. And right.
2: this started with the So that the shepherd, has changed
0: but... now. The, I understand the, the organized crime... That has, crime, change, that the...
2: has changed. There have been actually turning points on this. And one big one was 1992 when the two judges were killed and also the priest, the famous priest in Sicily, was killed the same year. And this was the moment where people got to the point to say enough. So when and the this... public abandons organized crime, because before it had a little bit of the Robin Hood aspect where...
0: In a way the Robin
2: Hood aspect but maybe this was only at the beginning and then it became more kind of an habit. A bad huh? habit. A bad habit. You know, bad habits when they get in, it's difficult to kick them out. But those
0: atrocities when respected public servants were murdered the people said enough. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Susanna Perrucchini and Alfredo Vitali. We're talking about Sicily from an Italian perspective. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Jean from Damariscata in Maine is on the line. Jean, thanks for your call.
3: Thanks. Nice talking to you, Rick. I just returned from Italy. I was there. I was in Italy itself for nine weeks, and then I was three weeks in Sicily.
0: Wow, three weeks in Sicily. What, what was your impression?
3: I absolutely loved it. I travel a lot, and over the years, I've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly about Sicily, and I decided to go see it for myself. And I'm so glad I did, because I was totally enthralled with it. I think it's a beautiful place. And um, I was in Tormina alone for the first week, and then friends arrived, and we rented a van, and we had your book, and so we did everything you told us to do.
0: So that would be, you'd, you would probably do Palermo, uh, you might do Monreal, the beautiful church outside of Palermo, Agrigento with the temples, uh, the Roman we mosaics did. at Villa Romana de Casale, and um, maybe Syracuse, and of course Mount Etna. We did
3: Syracusa, and then we did go to the towns you mentioned. We also went to Cefalu. Is that how you say it? Cefalu? Cefalu.
0: Oh, I love Cefalu. What did you think about Cefalu?
3: I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. It was fascinating. And one place that, we didn't see in your book that we went to was Ariche.
0: Yeah. It's the stoniest place I've ever been. It's it's like a oh, dream. It. It's like we, a dream where the whole world is little pebbles all glued together.
3: Exactly, exactly. Uh, the weather was absolutely beautiful and truly it was the best food I had in Italy.
0: You know that the food is amazing people. I, life is a I celebration agree. of food there. Alfredo, exactly. when you take groups and around, Alfredo, how do you turn them on with the food?
2: Well, the best experience, in, for example, when you are in Palermo or in Catania also is to go to the markets. That's really amazing. I mean, you know, the, the colors, the, the flowers and the scents and whatever you can, that's the feeling of walking around and interacting with people, tasting everything. Bolito, exactly. Bolito, Bolito, like, you, you know, I'm just and hearing so,
0: a man <laughs> in my, he's selling boiled bits of the cow, Bolito, yeah. you have a piece of the ear and you can do it. And the,
3: one of our favorite places was the fish market in Catania. Catania.
0: Oh, oh Catania's yeah. fish market yeah. is a it's it's photographer. Oh, delight! Oh.
3: excellent. And we had dinner in one of the restaurants in the fish market the yeah. that night, and it was like the fish jumped right out of the water onto your plate. Oh, I, I mean, love it was it. so fresh. It was absolutely marvelous.
0: And Susanna, when you're with a group taking them around Sicily, how do you impress them with the food?
1: Well, you know, I have to be honest, uh, you don't have to do much to impress people. You just have to take them, you know, to the markets, uh, have a taste of whatever they, they want to taste. It is true that for Americans at the beginning can be tough to understand that uh, especially of animals, we eat everything. So it can be uh, liver, can be the brain. But once they try, if they're daring or they're courageous to try, <laughs> uh, they, they they love it.
0: The man singing bolito, I think that means boiled, like yeah. bo- boiled bits of cow. He yes. gave me a slice of the nose. Yeah. it was actually very nice.
3: Yes, I di- I didn't have any of the bolito or yeah, the cow go or back. anything. I had mostly fish. What about what about what the uh,
0: what about the sweets, Jean? How about the cannoli? Oh.
3: And I'm not a big fan of cannolis, not in this country, in America at any rate, but the cannolis over there, I mean, mm. they are so fresh. I was going to say they the same thing. don't put the cream thing. in for the last minute, which makes a big difference.
0: Perfect. I, I stay away from cannoli when it's not worth the calories. But in Sicily, I don't care what your diet it's is. It's worth it. <laughs> but you want it fresh, <laughs> and you want it. that ricotta put in it fresh yes, right before yes, your very exactly. eyes. Yeah,
1: it must be Egg, crunchy that, the outside.
0: Oh. Jean, thank you so much for taking us on a little uh, review of your beautiful trip in Sicily.
3: My pleasure. Take care. Happy travels.
0: This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been celebrating Italy. It sounds like Jean was sent to us by the Sicily tourist board there. She had such a good trip, and that's not unusual. If you go down to Sicily, you're going to have some heat, you're going to have a little bit of chaos, you're going to have a very friendly welcome, great food, and no real crowds. No. I, I don't have many trouble with the crowds. In Sicily, you have huge trouble with the crowds in Venice, Florence, and Rome. Uh, Sicily is about half the price and about a quarter of the crowds.
1: Yes, it is absolutely true. In fact, Catania and Palermo can be uh, the two big cities, and they are, but you never feel, or at least I never felt that it was as overwhelming as Rome and Florence and Venice can be, especially in high season. So there's always a space to be. There is always a moment you can sit down and have a coffee, watch for people, and I believe that this is one of the many beauties that Sicily can offer to people, that they are travelers, but they don't want to be too stressed because crowds can uh, tire people. I had
0: images from my earlier days of traveling of, of Palermo being not very comfortable, especially after dark. It was just run down and it had this reputation of, you know, organized crime. I've been there quite a bit the last few years and you go to those markets and they're a festival of life. And then after dinner, you walk back to the same market and it's a whole different personality. It's the the young people out, yes. the wonderful yeah. bars, the beautiful trendy little corners, and Absolutely. under the stars. It's some sort of a traveler's dream come true. But you've got to get out of
2: the hotel, you've got to walk. You've yeah, got to immerse actually, yourself actually in the hotel. Palermo especially, So, for example, the botanical garden in Palermo is another amazing place where to go, easy to reach, even just walking distance from the center. And the center used to be covered in soot and pollution. I remember the
0: Quattro Corners, what's Quattro yeah. Canti. Quattro Canti, the four mm-hmm. corners. It used to be just caked in
2: black. And no, now it's, it's peeled free, and you see the it's beautiful... it cleaned up, and also they've uh, they have done also uh, pedestrian Pedestrian only. So, so they that's, the traffic. That's stopped the traffic. It's much easier to walk around. Makes it nicer in the evening, as you said. You, you can feel very, very comfortable to walk around. Well, Place. you know,
1: to me, Palermo, in the last few years that I've been going there with the tours... I can see that there is a little, it's a little revolution. It's not a big one, as in Italy, we don't have a big revolution. So everything must be a little bit softer. Yeah. But little by little, I can see that new uh, little places are open. Uh, younger people are around. Oh, yeah. As you said, a square can be a market during the day and then it becomes like a, a lounge, a nice lounge. That, that's
0: a good word for it, a lounge. And the children are out, it's cool, everybody's yes. relaxed.
1: I've seen like a little renaissance in uh, Palermo. Palermo still has, let's face it, uh, like dark alleyways. That mm-hmm. They're not necessarily no. dangerous. They're stinky and, and dirty. But uh, they... It's
0: the same way with the old part of Syracuse. What, what yes. is it? Ortigia. 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 Mm-hmm. Ortigia, absolutely. Ortigia used to be a no-go zone. Absolutely, you would not cross that bridge to that little island. Only
1: 20 years ago.
0: Even the police didn't want to go there. Mm. It was ruled by the
2: underbelly of society.
1: Yes. And now is
2: now, now it's one of the best areas amazing. to be in, in Sicily. And everybody wants to be there. It's very international. It's open. It's pedestrian. It's nice. New businesses, cafes, restaurants. Porteggia,
0: the old center of yeah. Syracuse. And I love, you know, I love the passeggiata in Italy. And when you like the passeggiata, Go to Sicily.
1: Yeah, and, it's all you need. All. Just a walk around.
0: We're looking at Sicily as one of the favorite getaway destinations for many of our listeners on Travel with Rick Steves and for Italians as well. Our guests are tour guides Alfredo Vitali, who lives in the countryside near Naples, and Susanna Perrucchini, who's based in Rome. Our guides explain how Sicily has a special relationship with the rest of Italy in an extra to today's interview. You can hear it on our website at ricksteves.com radio. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and Courtney's on the phone in Portland, Oregon. Courtney, thanks for calling.
3: Thank you for taking my call.
0: Yeah. What was your experience in Sicily?
3: Well, I haven't been to Sicily. My my husband and I um, love food, and we love ancient history, and we are trying to plan a two-week trip there someday, like to rent a car and drive around, and... This conversation made me both a little nervous and reassured me because we spent a day at Napoli like maybe six years ago, and it was wild. We found it very crazy. And so just to hear a Sicily described as sort of Napoli on steroids <laughs> makes me a little bit nervous.
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't I wouldn't drive in Naples. I can't think of a worse place to drive anywhere as Naples. So you don't want to have a car. Uh, in the big cities of Sicily, but a car is wonderful in the countryside of Sicily. You'd be very. In fact, Sicily is overbuilt from a traffic infrastructure. They've got bigger roads than they have enough traffic to use them, I think. Uh, what would you say, Susanna?
1: Well, I would say that definitely the big cities, uh, Palermo and Catania, I would ideally park the car and then start walking because it's uh, very manageable. Palermo is bigger as a capital, but still, whatever you want to see, it's... Uh, more or less in the radius of uh, the center.
0: You know, what you could do is you could fly into one of the big cities, Syracuse or Palermo, because you don't really need to see Palermo and Syracuse. You can do one or the other and then pick up your car on the way out. And then for one week with your car, you can visit all of the countryside sites. And when you visit those famous sites in the countryside, your car is a blessing. When you have a car in Palermo or, or Syracuse, it's a curse.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Right. When would you um, recommend we go? Because I've seen like it could be green at a certain season, but we don't want to go when it's really hot. Is there a particularly good time to go?
2: I will say that uh, springtime, late springtime, so I will say like April, May, it will be like best time. And also again, End of September, October, beautiful months. Uh, especially if you plan to travel by car and drive around, those are the best months. It's mm-hmm. not too hot, there is not too many people around, and you can really enjoy. Uh, the structure of the, of the island, which is made actually to be discovered. You have to stop in the little places. You have to, you know, to go around. You have to go and get on both sides of the island, the mm-hmm. eastern and the western. Go to Trapani. Trapani is such a special place and not everybody talks about that. And the islands which are in front of Trapani, the Egadi the Islands, they're mm-hmm. amazing. And uh, Favignana is one of the most wonderful places I've ever been. Courtney, nice. I would say the most important thing is if you can avoid July and August, it's a good idea because oh, yes. it's oh, yeah.
0: very hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's brutally hot. Yeah. yeah. All right, Courtney, thanks for your call and, and best wishes in your travels in the future. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking about Sicily with Susanna Parrochini and Alfredo Vitale. Thank you so much for joining us and it's great to know that you can see Italy and then you can get more of Italy with a little extra twist when you head south.
1: Yes, thank you. Arrivederci. Thank
0: you very much. A presto. Ciao. Hey, I'm Rick Steves, and I love art. And in my new book, Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, I share my favorites with gorgeous photos and vivid descriptions. It's all in Europe's Top 100 Masterpieces, Art for the Traveler. It's available now at ricksteves.com.